Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Lockbox, a podcast providing real estate professionals with action items for success. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I'm going to be your host. I'm the founder of two real estate marketing and tech companies, Steezy.Digital and RealNurture.io. In this podcast, you'll learn from top 1% real estate and mortgage brokers the exact secrets to their success. Welcome to Lockbox. Welcome to Lockbox. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I am here today with Philip Salem, or as his clients call him, Agent P. Jeffrey, how's it going? Thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. So before we dive into you know everything that's going on, um, just first of all, tell our listeners kind of who you are, where you're from, uh, and then we'll, we'll get into it. Cool. Hello, world. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, <laughs> my name is Philip Salem. I'm a New York City real estate agent uh, with Compass. I've been an agent for about four years, but I always say that I'm so much more than just a real estate agent. I, uh, I have a clothing line. I have a candle business. I'm a huge animal advocate. I volunteer with dogs and shelter cats. So I always say I'm not only an agent for people, I'm an agent for dogs as well, helping <laughs> them find their forever home. And, you know, I'm an open book. So whatever you want to ask me, Jeffrey, I'm, I'm happy to, to answer for your uh, listeners. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. And I, I love the, uh, the personal story that you, you mentioned there. I will dive a little bit deeper into that for sure. So what yeah. I'd love to just start off with is what got you into the real estate industry? What was like your first exposure to uh, real estate? this crazy real estate world that we're in. Um, yeah. So I, I used to own a clothing store. I went to the Fashion Institute of Technology and I had a clothing store in the meatpacking district in New York City. And unfortunately we were forced to close because they were tearing down the building with new like rezoning and landmark uh, district approval. So my landlord tore down the building. I thought my life was over because this is what I worked my entire college career and my you know introductory career. And my husband was like, Philip, you're so good with people. You have a huge network now that you have this store. Why don't you just become a real estate agent? You know, monetize on your existing clientele that you already have. And I was like, you know, I, I don't know anything about real estate, but here I went, my store closed. Six weeks later, I had my license. I joined a small firm in, in New York that really focuses on new agents. And I actually started liking it. You know, I'm like, wow, I think I can make a career out of this. And you know, my first year, Jeffrey, I was running around doing rentals for an entire year, working 70, 80 hours a week. And I was like, this can't be my life forever. Like I need to 
you know, segue into sales. So it's really hard when you have a, a existing clientele that knows you as the fashion fill, you know, like I owned a clothing store. So why would somebody that has million dollar properties choose to work with somebody that has zero experience in real estate, but is, you know, good with them and knows them. So it took me some time to build that reputation that I'm not just fashion Philip anymore. I'm also real estate agent Philip. Now everybody calls me agent P. So I've kind of meshed the worlds together. I wear whatever I want. I like to be fashionable when I'm out with clients. I have a clothing line now as well. And I sell million dollar properties. So it's a win-win. Everybody's happy. I love that. That's an awesome transformational story. I think a lot of real estate professionals do struggle with bridging the gap between their previous experience and their current real estate profession. Some might think that it would make them seem unprofessional or or not as experienced in the real estate transaction as others. And in the beginning, although that might be true, as you said, over time, you can prove yourself to your following that you are the resource to go to, that you are equally as knowledgeable as the other agents in the city. And then naturally, if they like you better, <laughs> they're just gonna go with you. The thing is, I'm not here to take anybody's business. I, I right. didn't join this industry to steal people's clients. You see on TV shows that people are mad for trying to steal. I, I, I am never like that. If my client, even if my best friend wants to work with somebody else, yay for them, I'm happy for them. You choose whoever you wanna work with. I know that I do the best that I can to the best of my ability with honesty and integrity, the clients are going to come to me and the clients are going to stick with me. You know, I was, when I was doing all these rentals, I remember I was posting my first deal that I ever did was a $1,600 rental in Queens. And I was so excited. I was selling, you know, $1,500, $2,000 dresses, luxury retail. And I'm like, oh, you know, what? I'm just going to post it. I did a, my first rental deal, $1,700. Throughout that year, my deals kept going higher and higher and higher you know, eventually my first year did, a, you know, I think 15 or $16,000 rental. And that's when it started to, the mindset started to change. Well, Philip is all real estate now. He is so passionate about this. To be honest, Jeffrey, do I, did I love what I did the first year? I, there were times when I wanted to quit. 90% of agents quit their first year. But I said, you know what, Philip, push through it, see how you do with everything. And I'm so happy that I, that I stuck with it. Now I'm, I'm going on five, five and a half years of being an agent. And, but like I said, in the beginning, I'm so much more than that. This, this industry has allowed me to, to do so many other things in my professional career, you know, that I, that I wouldn't be able to do potentially in a nine to five job that takes up so much of my time. So right. not that real estate doesn't, but I, I, I love what I do. I'm passionate about what I do. So I'm not one to ever stop. So I'm like, I got to expand my business. What, what can I do with agent P's brand to keep expanding? And here we are. <laughs> here, here we are today. So I would love to now dive into your transaction volume like last year, and that'll give some context to my listeners. And I have some follow-up questions. I say this very humbly. I don't, you know, a lot of agents like to, you know, tote their numbers, but I did 60 million last year and I am an individual agent. I do not have a team. I, I have one assistant that helps me, but all the volume was solely on my own. And I am so proud of myself for doing 60 million because my business grew about 400% over the last year because I started doing so much more marketing and I started being more confident and I started embracing my authentic self. So mm. with all of those three you know, attributes lined up, I was able to 
really succeed in this industry. And I'm on track to do well over that. And it's only January of 2022. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I work with a, a, a lot of high-end buyers and a, a, a lot of high-end sellers. And I attribute all the hard work that I put into this and to being kind to everybody and really doing the smallest of deals, $1,700 rental to a $16 million apartment that I sold last year, you know? So if you put in the work and you keep going and you have a positive mindset, you're going to succeed. And I, I love think, that, <laughs> you know, and I'm yeah. still continuing to succeed. Absolutely. No, I mean, that's high personal production volume and congratulations to your success. So you. you already gave some advice to the real estate agent that might be doing 20 million and, and wants to, you know, scale up. Um, do you have any other tips other than, you know, uh, mindset. You mentioned you, you do have an assistant. Like, yes. are there any kind of shifts other than that marketing that helped you to quadruple your your business? You know, a four hundred percent increase in a year, or really was it like that? Like that marketing that really just enhanced everything. So it's marketing, and and it's also like I I say this: you have to spend money to make money. I I have you know it was COVID, but I had a huge. I had two huge parties. I had one February twenty twenty, so right before the pandemic. I had about 120 people at a birthday party, all my friends, past clients. I had a full open bar. I had a full dinner for them. It was like a mini wedding for my birthday party. And people were like, Philip, I can't believe you're spending so much money on a birthday party. I said, no, it doesn't matter because that money that I'm spending is going to translate into volume for my business. Right. And guess what it did? So many of those people that came to my party now use me as their agent. And if they don't use me as their agent, I am their referral source. Like they refer me so much business, you know, so spend money to make money. I, I just had another huge half birthday party, very safe outdoor, indoor moment, vaccine booster required at that party. Same thing, spend money. You have to take care of your clients. So if taking care of your clients goes hand in hand with marketing, you know, that's a big thing. So it's funny. I went to dinner with one of my colleagues and and he was like, I think I want to take my clients out to dinner. I said, you take out 20, 30, 40 clients out to dinner. There was one <laughs> week. I honestly had 14 dates within five days. I had a breakfast, lunch, and dinner for an entire week. And I said, and I made that in my mind. I said, I'm going to take out 15 of my clients this week. Let's do coffee. Let's go to Soho House. Let's go to dinner. Let's grab lunch. Let, let's go for a smoothie. And I really, I had 14. I, I, I slacked on one because we couldn't get our schedules together. But 14 dates, I paid for every single one. And just putting that face to face with them. It's a smoothie. It's a dinner. It's fries and a salad. Who cares? Spend, spend the money. You have to spend the money to make the money. But don't do it in a pushy way. Like I genuinely like hanging out with people. And I genuinely like being around people. So spending that money and spending that time is, is very valuable. The second thing of advice, and, and Jeffrey, I ramble a lot. I go on certified tangents. So just tell me if I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> but, I will. You know, one of the other things is I did this whole campaign called Not Your Basic Broker. So I went to nice. fashion school. I owned a clothing store. I had ads all down West Chelsea where I live. And it was me in black mesh with a black silk, you know, long robe, neon yellow pants with a six inch heel. Another one was me in like a pink latex pant with like a skin tight, see-through pink, you know, psychedelic Fenty by Rihanna moment. And agents in the office were like, Philip, what are you doing? I'm like, well, this is who I am. I like color. I like skin tight clothes. I like showing skin. I like fashion. To me, this is, this is editorial moments. 
And my clientele appreciates that. So I'm putting it in West Chelsea, which is a predominantly art and fashion district. So when all these multi-million dollar home, you know, apartment owners are walking by my ad, they're like, I want to work with him. I don't want to work with a suit and tie broker. Nothing right. against those people. We love suit and tie brokers because that's what they feel comfortable in. You will not catch me dead in a tie ever. So I did this whole, you know, not your basic broker. And I started embracing my authentic self and being more confident in who I am as a person. And the business just catapulted from there. That's an I love you, man strategy. <laughs> Have you seen the movie? I love you, man. No, I haven't. Tell me. Okay. So Paul Rudd and uh, I, f- I forget the, the other actor's name, but basically best friends that, that meet in LA and they just start hanging out all the time, right? And yeah. one of the things that the supporting actor does to help Paul Rudd's real estate career, he puts up all these billboards and oh it's God. like it's like Paul Rudd in a suit holding a gun and and, and he has like a 007 quip and then oh God, it's it's it, it's him, it's him <laughs> in like a speedo with like a, a ripped body and and, yeah. and he, as you're driving down Sunset Boulevard it's all these like amazing like on point but like it's either like funny or surprising yeah. or and it's uh, it's not your average real estate sign yeah. right at first, Paul Rudd's mad that that oh, the no. other guy did this, and their their friendship. That's like the part of the the movie where the friendship dissolves, and then they have to like make up and come back together. But through that, he gets this listing for Lou Ferrigno, wow. who was like I think the old Superman, and and so he it totally re, like his phone starts blowing up, right? It starts ringing off the hook, and <laughs> that's so interesting because you actually did that in real life, and I you did, did it for yourself, for your authentic self. Exactly. Yeah, that's. That's so awesome. So one, I need to see that movie now. I'll watch it on Netflix tonight or <laughs> whatever streaming service it's on. But but yeah, I, I filmed and I, I shot all this with my idea and my vision. And I, I went to, you know, the Compass Marketing Department and I was like, this is what I want to do. This is who I am. You're going to see the same Philip at dinner on a Friday night as you are going to be see him on Tuesday afternoon showing. I'm not going to change right. anybody. I'm going to be who I am 24-7. And mm. if you don't want it, then you don't have to work with me. And, and Compass was like, you do whatever you want to do. If you want to do the black mesh shirt with a silk long robe, you, you go ahead and do it. If you want to do a pink latex moment, you go ahead and do it. And it worked in the end, you know? Yeah. So, and there's a, there's a powerful lesson in that. It's hard to embrace your authentic self. Yeah. And it's funny. Like I, I even run, you know, my clients or other brokers come to me like, I wish I could, like, I'm wearing a crop top right now. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, this is who I am. I want, it's, it's, it's 80 degrees in California right now. <laughs> um, you know, so, but I, I talked to these other brokers, like, I wish I can wear what you wear. I'm like, why don't you? Like, why don't you wear whatever you want? Or like a client, right. it's funny, like I was speaking to a client and he's like, well, I work in a law firm and like, I have to wear a suit and tie. I said, who told you that you have to wear a suit and tie? The, 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 the normative agenda that everybody's been following. I go completely against any type of normative agenda. So if I told this lawyer, if you want to pierce your ears, if you want to wear, you know, not a tie, like go for it. Like you should be able to do and act and be whoever you want to be. Right. I'm going on a tangent. No, but if, (laughs) if that's your personality, I just had to talk about niche marketing. If that's your personality and you reflect it in the clothing and, and how you, you present yourself in the professional workspace, then those are the types of clients you'll attract. Exactly. And it's worked right. for me and I'm very happy awesome. doing it. I love that. So yeah. I want to talk about Agent P's world. 
Seems yes. like you are you are now the uh, the main character of a docu series. Yes, yes. So I so Agent P's world. I want to I want to rewind. I did an Instagram series called Three Things with Agent P um, last year, where I would pick out New York City neighborhoods and I would go to a restaurant because I love to eat. I'd find a clothing store because I love to shop, and then I'd find my favorite listing in that neighborhood. So I built these lifestyle videos. They were about a minute long, and it was me eating food, shopping, acting crazy, and then walking around a listing. If the listing had a pool, I would jump in the pool. It was like crazy, okay? So I would just have fun with this. And people are like, Philip, you need your own reality TV show. Like the, these minute long, you know, three things need to be longer. And we want to see like your whole world. So I was like, I don't know. Like I filmed, I filmed the million dollar listing episode with Steve. Thank you, Steve, if you're listening. We, I brought one of my clients there. You know, we had a great time. I love, I love the whole cast of million dollar listing. So I, I got like a taste of that reality TV but people like felt like we want to see your own show. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to produce my own TV show and have my clients and my friends see what it's really like to be in Agent P's world. That's the name of the show. So I had a camera crew follow me around for about 45 days. It's everything from me fighting with my husband, my, my husband and I making up, to me taking my clients to $15 million listings, to me volunteering at the pet shelter, to me having a huge birthday party for my clients. You know, you, you see every facet of my life in these, in, in these Agent P's World episodes, but they're narrowed down to like 15 minutes. So we film hours and hours of footage. So you right. get a glimpse into Agent P's World. So it's so funny because I don't think any agent has done that. I, you know, I, I haven't seen any reality TV series for an agent. So it's like, I want to do something completely different. And now it's so funny. We're on episode two. We're going to post episode three next week. And my clients are like, I cannot believe I'm learning so much about you. I feel like I know so much about you. I cannot wait to work with you again. I can't wait to send all my clients to you. So it's funny that like, even though like I'm not spending time with so much people, they're seeing me on the screen and it's building a relationship with them that way. So it's like the perfect marketing and I'm having so much fun doing it. The filming has been amazing. I've learned a lot about myself filming it and it's a good show. Everybody loves it. I haven't heard any negative feedback so far. <laughs> So, That's awesome. Agent P's world. Uh, Agent and P's world. What a great concept, right? You yeah. document document what you're doing and you know put it out there. Uh, I like your, your how it started with these video shorts. I think that's yes. totally doable for any agent. The the three things and you took it to the next level because you ended up resonating with liking it and your following liked it. So that's a natural next step and and I think that's that's awesome. So my next question is, you know, success leaves clues. So I'm yeah. curious about the single most important action you take every day that has attributed most to your success. Oh, that's so easy. That's an, I mean, I love this question, but for me, I listen to Mariah Carey every morning, make it happen. And I just literally, I mean, I'm the biggest Mariah fan, if you know me, <laughs> but listening to music gets me through anything. To me, it's so mm. inspirational, especially Mariah Carey or any inspirational songs. So listening to this, when I'm feeling down, I'm like, oh, business is slow, or how am I going to get my next, you know, like every, I think every agent, every self-entrepreneur has self-doubts. So the single most important thing that I do is listen to inspirational music to get me through and to keep me, and to keep me going. Mm, such a powerful way to change your state. <laughs> it right? is, it is. And I learned how to dance through watching Janet Jackson videos when I was like seven seventh and eighth grade. And I, I took hip hop classes because I wanted to dance like Janet Jackson. So 
I still dance. My friend Mila and I always run out studios and I always dance at my parties. I dance in my apartment. So being free and taking your mind off of real estate or taking your mind out of the world or your problems and listening to music and dancing, that is what has helped me. I'm sure you weren't expecting this answer. It could have been a cheesy motivational thing, but it's dancing and Mariah Carey. <laughs> no, honestly, that's a great answer because music, it, it really speaks to me as well. And part of my authentic story is that I have always loved music and I got into DJing and music production during and, and after college. And I've actually headlined some major nightclubs and played internationally, played festivals. And it. that was like a big part, like the entertainment industry is a big part of actually the reason I got into digital marketing and then real estate. So yeah. it's, it's a huge part of my story. And same thing. I mean, whether it's first thing in the morning or I'm feeling down or I'm getting ready for a workout, whenever I want to change my state, I just put on one of my favorite songs and it's just boom. Like it, it just has this huge effect. Good question. So there, there's a bunch that, that I go to. I mean, nowadays it has changed so much. It's usually electronic artists, honestly, cool. like newer electronic stuff. You know I what? Love. Recently I've really been digging into what so not, I don't know if you, okay. you know that artist, but okay. he has this incredible wow. remix of, um, Rufus to Souls song. Cool. And uh, yeah, it's it's just like, it's literally my wife and I's song. Like, okay. it, it's, yeah, it's it's a new, like, electronic dance music remix. And it's funny that like, that is my wife and I's song. It, it's not like this classic, like you think of someone, you know, a couple song and it's a lot of times it's like, oh, it's this, because that's like the movies you saw, right? Oh, it's Frank Sinatra. It's whatever. This yeah, is the first yeah. dance at their wedding. But mine's like, this new electronic dance music remix of this other it. song. But any, anyway, anytime that song comes on, it always brings down super fond memories. It's a, you know, I've played it in, out in nightclubs. I've, I've been living in Bali with her while I played it. And you oh can just God. see the smile on my face. Like yeah. it lights me up. Right. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> yeah. So totally resonate with that. And then through that process of listening to music you love in the morning, it is then setting your energy so high for the day, right? So then you go out, you embark on the day, you either face rejection or you don't, but either way, you're starting at such a high level of energy that it's, it's like nothing can affect you. Yeah, right? and it's funny that you bring up rejection because that's real estate agent's number one word. We get rejected 99% of the day. So, mm -hmm. you know, I just always push through rejection with, when somebody says no, okay, great, we move on with our lives. Me four years ago when I started this, I would get rejection, rejection, and I would be like, like this industry sucks. But now I keep pushing through that. And I have also learned, I'm kind of going on a sidebar note here, but when I told somebody that I wanted to have my brand as Agent P, the guy was like, that's the stupidest thing. Like you should not brand yourself as Agent P. To me, now it's everything that I do. It's Agent P's World, my TV show. It's what all my clients call me. I have a candle business called Agent P Lifestyle. I have a clothing brand called Agent P. You know, it's it's just expanding and everybody loves it. And it's something that I love. So to go back to that, to your initial question, I like to listen to people's advice, but don't, you should go with what your heart and gut is is ultimately telling you in the end, even with these ads and this, like even this TV show, people are like, who's going to watch a TV show? Why are you doing this? Nobody cares. I posted the first one and I, I couldn't even do any work for two days because I was just responding to clients and responding to friends. Like, 
So that's the advice is do your thing, do your own thing, do it, you know, the way that you want to do it and listen to Mariah Carey in the morning. <laughs> and listen to Mariah Carey in the morning. <laughs> so you definitely have some some very interesting success tactics and you know you you've mentioned some unique things that you offer to your clients like the parties so you've already answered a couple of my questions but yeah. one that i have is you know how has a failure or an apparent failure set you up for later success do you have like a favorite failure of yours let's see i'm smiling because i don't know if i want to say it <laughs> but i'm going to um i was doing a rental deal and i was helping somebody with like a $2500 budget this was four years ago, five years ago. And the mom came and she was so mean to me. Like I, like, like, like we were fighting over something because she didn't understand how brokers work in New York. New York brokers for rentals are like a completely different world. If you hire a broker, the tenant has to pay a fee. When it got time to pay the fee, it was this like horrible thing. She wrote a horrible review on Yelp. She went to the company that I was with and wrote a letter to the, the uh, CEO saying how horrible of an agent I was just because I was very transparent from the start that she had to pay a broker fee. And then when the put, when the time came to sign the papers, everything, I'm very transparent. That's one thing I truly pride myself on is full transparency in this industry. So she kind of, you know, made me feel horrible. She wrote all these bad reviews, you know, she came finally to her senses and apologized. She took down the Yelp review and then now I helped her son find a two and a half million dollar apartment that we just closed on two weeks ago. So <laughs> that failure, you know, like I thought like, oh my God, she's going to ruin my reputation. She's going to do all this. So I felt like I, like I was a failure and now I'm selling her, her, her son an apartment four years later. So I'm smiling mm. because I was just with, you know, I was just talking to him. And <laughs> Yeah, no, that's so interesting. And I think that the principle there is transparency is what saved you because yeah. if there was any shadow of a doubt that there was a moral issue or that you had been like quote unquote shady right mm -hmm. th th then this is a different scenario but because she was infuriated in the moment took action on that at that emotion right she reacted to what she was feeling and, sh and then she reflected later and said you know what philip was straight up from wrong. the very beginning and she was able to i'm sure then come to her senses and come around because of the transparency so I think that's yeah, that's really important. I brought receipts to the table. I said that this was the email that I sent. This is the text exchange that they talked about the fee. And I had a conversation with your son about the fee on the phone. I had three different fees conversations. So it's all good now. I'm very happy. He's very happy in his new apartment. <laughs> yeah. And and life moves on. So yeah. nothing you know, is that, that awkward to me. Nothing is awkward. You like if people are like, oh my god, wasn't that awkward? No, it's not. Like you 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 have an adult conversation, you move on with your life. No, I, Sorry, I love I that. <laughs> no, that's okay. I was just going to say the, the misalignment of expectations was resolved through communication. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So how do you leverage, you know, like marketing and, and digital marketing to gain exposure for your listings and then also generate new leads? So we all have smartphones now. It's the easiest mm -hmm. thing to do. Videos, live stories, Instagram stories, Facebook stories. You never know who's watching. I just joined TikTok, Jeffrey. I'm trying to stay with the young kids on TikTok. So it's really being out in front of your client, you know, in the simplest form is document your life, document the listings that you have, document your personal life, 
when I see agents that all they do is listing, 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 it gets kind of boring. So for me, I, it's something that I like, you know, if they like that, great for them. But for me, I like to do everything. Listings, my personal life, me at a Mariah Carey concert, me taking a Janet Jackson dance class, me at my $16 million listing, me at the closing table, you know, just the whole realm of my world. And it doesn't even need to be on the show. It can be in real time on Instagram and I'm doing more things like this. I'm doing more podcasts, trying to get my name more out there. You know, like right now I'm, I'm here with you. I did an Instagram live with another company last week. You know, it's just not saying no to anything. Just if, if your name can be out there on anybody's platform, do it. And and I think <laughs> the concept there is not being afraid to just hit record and put stuff to market. Exactly. And it's so funny. Like sometimes I sit there, I'm like, is my, like, do people really want to see what I'm doing right now? And I'm like, you know what they do. And if they don't, who cares? I, I, I'm having fun doing it. I'm being creative, you know, with my phone, even right now on this podcast, like I was like, Oh, I like, like we've never met, you know? And I'm like, how is this conversation going to go? I'm having the best time ever. You go with <laughs> a good, you go with a, a good mindset, you go with positive outlook and it's going to be, you know, good, good overall. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's it's so funny how fear in our mind can build things up so big that it's it's incomprehensible how we could even take the first step towards it. But then you take that first step and it's not as bad as you thought. And then the second and the third, and now you have momentum. And all of a sudden you're like, I was scared of what? Like, what the heck? <laughs> nothing. It's so funny. My, my friend, she reached out to me to sell her nine, $9 million listing this is my good friend and I'm scared to take it. I'm like, Philip, what are you doing? You've done this before. You've done so many high end deals, but this is my friend. I'm scared. I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm going to do the wrong thing. The apartment's not going to sell. I'm going to price it wrong. All this stupid shit that's going on in my mind right now for no reason. Guess what happened? We got it into contract. Everything is fine. Everybody's happy. So the fear is the typically the one thing of any entrepreneur that holds you back from trying to do anything. Um, but once you get over that, you go full throttle. No, it's so true. It's mm -hmm. so true. So in the last five years, yes. what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? So one of the behaviors that, I'm, that I've been working on, and I humble, you know, I say this, like I, I used to be very impatient, and I think I still am. So with impatience comes interrupting people, not listening, talking too much. So one of the traits that I've been learning to do is listen more, whether it be a client or a broker. As I'm here rambling for 45 minutes, <laughs> talking, I'm, I'm telling myself to listen more. Um, but listen more. I think the other thing is, you know, behaviorals, believe in yourself and be confident in who you are. You know, I'm not trying to go into this like long story of like, if for for some reason it, it 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 was hard for me to believe in myself as a as a gay person be like a, 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 can a gay person be successful in this industry you know cuz you see it as a very like you know male and female straight dominated and it was like the gay people sometimes aren't taken seriously and this is maybe my own self projection onto myself but once i came to that point in my life like there is queer excellence there is gay excellence and i'm going to be one of those people that 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 is excellent in that field I started to change my behavior and be like, you know what, if I want to wear, again, a crop top or a pink moment or a mesh shirt, you know, or if I want to be in sweatpants, I mean, not sweatpants, I don't do sweatpants, I want to rewind that moment with a client. <laughs> but if I want to wear like a, you know, just a simple outfit, 
it doesn't matter. It's who I am as a person and just believing in yourself and believing that queer people and gay people have the opportunity to help luxury clients. We are worthy of it. And, you know, any other gay or queer person that's listening, I hope that they feel worthy enough to do that. It's funny. I get DMs from the LGBTQ community all the time saying, thank you for, you know, putting your confidence out there. Thank you for allowing me to believe in myself. Thank you for giving me the confidence to succeed at my job. Um, You know, so if I can be an inspiration to one, two, three people, great, you know, so, and I I get these messages all the time. So that was my tangent. (laughs) Oh, it was was a great tangent. And, you know, it, it goes back to you being your authentic self and then inspiring others that don't have the confidence yet to do that for themselves. You know, that's such a powerful message to put out to the world, no matter what situation you're in. And mm-hmm. I, I really admire how you've overcome that personally and then shared that journey with the world and shown through your own actions and consistency that this is achievable, that you can break the mold of yeah. talk, talk about an old industry, real estate, what it's been around for hundreds of years, I think, where people are helping, you know, sell and buy houses and they're specializing in that. And talk about an industry that is slow to adapt to technology and change. And here you are breaking the mold, ex- experiencing yeah. extreme success within a five-year period, transitioning from, from the fashion world into the real estate world. You know, it, it would it would seem seamlessly, but there was there was a journey in that. And you're able to now share it, share that with the world, which yeah, is awesome. You said it, you said it perfectly. <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm curious if, if you hear any bad recommendations given to real estate professionals that, you know, if you had like a billboard that you could communicate with all real estate professionals today and, and you could say like, you know, this is this is a bad recommendation. Don't follow this. Shady. I don't want to be shady. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the pictures of people pretending to be on their cell phones really gets me. Like mm. every real estate agent has that one picture where they're like doing their finger like one minute, but they're on their phone or like they're checking. <laughs> their phone. Like I'm like, we got to get out of that habit. Again, this is this is all my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's bad advice. I think just being like too smooth talker, like acting like, you know, it all, like there Mm. are a lot of brokers that act like they know everything. Me, I don't know everything. And I'm very honest. If I'm on the phone with a client and they're just doing, what are the comps? What is the price per square foot? What do you think I can get for the apartment? I would say like, Hey, I'm going to present you with data. You know, you caught me off guard. I'm being completely honest. Let me present you with data. And when we have 15 minutes to talk, you have it in front of you. I have it in front of me. Then we're going to talk. If I don't know something right away, I'm going to figure it out. And then, and then we go on to have another conversation. So don't, Mm. don't fake it till you make it. I think faking it till you make it is a, is a bad advice. And everybody always says fake it till you make it. You know, I would, I could have been posting my first post. I could have been like, Oh my God, I just rented a uh, $17,000 apartment. But I'm like, no, I'm going to post. I just rented a $1,700 apartment, you know? So be honest throughout your journey and don't take a cell phone in your hand picture. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So yeah. I, I'm also curious, like when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, you know, what uh, questions or processes do you, do you go through? You know, is there like a question you ask yourself to get back on track or like a oh. process that you go to, to not be overwhelmed and unfocused? 
That is such a good question, to be honest, because I, you know, I'm human. As much as you see the great success and you see the the press that I have and you see the sales that I do, you know, I can get unmotivated and unfocused and my mind can go a million directions. So one thing I do is I've been trying to take literally one full day off a week where I don't do any real estate. I don't even look at my emails. So just having that one full day, I go, I wake up when I want, I go on a walk, I have lunch outside, you know, I don't answer my phone when it rings, you Mm -hmm. know, I, I just try to have one day off and I delegate that to my assistant. So again, going back to spending money to make money, I pay for an assistant. He even gets percentages of my deals to incentivize him into making sure that, that the deal goes through. And when I'm off, he can do those things, you know? Right. So, Absolutely. And, then, and then the mindset that I have is, you know, gosh, I don't want to go back to Mariah Carey, but, you know, listening to music or, or, or going on a vacation, you know, if I, if I'm like, I just need to get out of New York and do something different and have a change of scenery. That's what I'm going to do. True that yeah. I'm, I'm big, I'm big <laughs> on, having a true day of rest every week because it's so easy when you become a real estate agent or you become an entrepreneur to give up your nine to five to now work 24 seven. And right? that's not me. I, I, I don't understand the whole, you know, hustle all day, every day. No, I work hard. I want to play harder and I don't want to hustle my life. I want to be, you know, relaxed and leisured rather than, again, this is a hustle job, but I'm not going to do it in I'm not going to run myself to the grave doing like running around. Exactly. You exactly. You, you delegate, you know, when to, you know, refer uh, clients out. You, if you want, you build a team, you know, some of the most successful mm-hmm. agents I know are the calmest people. They, they know how to run their team. They are the nicest people. And those are the people that I look up to, not the ones that are, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle. I'm like, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> So I'm curious, you know, when you're evaluating something, there are so many things to say yes to, mm-hmm. right? It's so easy to say yes, even this podcast right now, right? Yeah. This is technically not an income producing activity. So I'm curious, you know, what is the process that you go through to evaluate what to say no to? So I love saying yes. You know, I, like I said, I have my my clothing line, my candle business. I did this reality TV show. I do all this marketing. I'm a real estate agent. I don't like to be calm. So, you know, going back to the hustle, I do hustle a lot, but I have fun doing it. (laughs) Um, But my process of saying no is if we're talking about clients directly, if they're unrealistic in their budget, if they're unrealistic in their search, I am not David Copperfield. I cannot make your apartment appear. Right. Your dream budget. So, I, I educate people. I think real estate agents are educators. Um, if you're good at your job, you know how to communicate to clients what's what's real and what's not. So if they're unrealistic in their budget, then I then I do say no to that. But if it's an opportunity to, you know, like you said, do a podcast or be in front of a camera, I don't care. I love doing this and I I I have fun doing it. And if it if it comes from good intention and it has value for all parties involved and I'm, I'm all about it. Love it. So it has to be value driven. So that's what I like. If it's not, then I say no. <laughs> so is there a question that I should have asked you or anything that you'd like to expand upon from earlier? Probably my 
love for dogs and how I'm not just an agent for people. I'm an agent for dogs too. Mm. I think giving back to the community, no matter what your passion is, give back to the community. You know, agents, again, they're, they're running around, they're showing apartments. And then you forget what it's like to put your feet on the ground and, you know, have a humble moment. So I go to the dog shelter at least once a week. And those are my clients for those three or four hours that I'm there. Again, I will not pick up the phone. I don't care if you're having an emergency moment, it can wait. So being humble and, um, you know, getting involved in the community. And I met so many people from the dog shelter as well. Clients, friends, you know, people that I really care about. That's awesome. Yeah. And definitely admirable work, but it's important to you. And and that's really what matters. Yep, exactly. Awesome. Well, how can listeners contact you? You can, I have a website, which is philipowensalem.com. You can get me on IG, which is at philipowensalem. Um, or you can email me, philipsalem at compass.com. There are lots of ways and I will respond to whichever medium you choose. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. Philip Salem, everyone. He is a licensed real estate broker in New York and actually soon to be licensed in California. Uh, he, he mentioned before the show that he is, will be able to service clients coast to coast. And uh, he's currently out in LA for the winter, which is great. So, uh, you know, really appreciate having you on. And, you know, the, the message today, I think, is just authenticity through and through. Exactly. I love this. I love this. Thank you so much, Jeffrey, for having me. I appreciate you and I appreciate all the listeners. Thank you for listening. If you want to accomplish your real estate goals, then I highly suggest downloading my free Ultimate Real Estate Goal Setting Framework. The link is in the description of the show and it will help you break down your annual income goal into the amount of phone calls, appointments, or open houses you need in order to achieve that goal. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.